thank you mridula for joining me in this interview session i mentioned this in you know one of one or two episodes uh, earlier that i'll be trying my best to invite my own therapist so yeah. uh, first thing i'll get a free therapy session online <laughs> secondly uh, i asked you know my uh, community people who are you know like in touch with me like what would mm-hmm. you want to ask my therapist and mm-hmm. i would want to appreciate you know uh, i know that you are not a on the camera kind of person and still you yeah. decided to come up so thank you so much for doing that and um, yeah. how are you feeling today <laughs> yeah, i am feeling nervous but i'm like quite happy also you know um to do this so thank you for inviting me i think you know this would be something you know i'm not sure but a new experience i think yeah, yeah. definitely Because, you know this makes me like Uh, a normal person because usually what people think is you know like people who are therapists or you know who provide psychological help you know they are sort of very sorted and you know they have everything in place but that's not true you know as human beings also you know we have sort of these things um which make us nervous or you know sort of give us anxiety so yeah exactly my point do you really believe that like psychologists or people with mental health uh, who give mental health help are sorted in their own life no no like right they are not nobody is i think but we are definitely you know knowing that you know how thoughts work or how feelings work that helps a little you know in comparison but yeah as human beings we all face challenges every now and then like i am terrified of turbulence then i actually share that experience with you know my clients or people you know who i'm giving therapy that you know see this is something which happens with me and this is how i deal with it so yeah uh how long have you been you know uh doing this like giving sessions to people or help, helping them with mental health how long um, have you been doing I, this i have been working as a happiness coach for quite some time like uh you know that you know i have been a part of um startup called tiktok too uh where i have been associated with them for almost 3 years like i used to intern with them when i was working in college so uh, then i sort of became a happiness coach and while i was doing my mphil uh, in clinical psychology um that's when i sort of um, associated with them professionally um, you know as a um, sort of therapist yeah. so yeah um it's been some time uh just a ballpark figure how many clients have you worked with so far I'm not and sure. I, I think I can take a guess from twenty to fifty. I think in a very sophisticated, sophisticated manner. But like I have uh, sort of counselled a lot of people. More than that, uh, let's say yeah. from two hundred to five hundred. I'm not sure. I have yeah. kept the count. But like sophisticated sessions, uh, if I had to say, so twenty to fifty. I think. Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'll I'll discuss. Uh, so my first therapist was vijeshwari and uh, yeah. she helped me when you know like i was on my first uh, like let's say depression phase or really you know tough phase uh, last year she was not available because of her own you know personal commitments mm-hmm. and that's when i approached you she recommended me you know like go with mridula she is uh, she is an amazing therapist and we yeah. 
talked about uh, my detachment thing mm-hmm. you remember <laughs> yeah yeah i do i do so uh, you know even now so uh, today morning only i was actually uh, researching about these attachment styles mm-hmm. are you comfortable talking a little bit about them um i think we can cover this a theoretical topics sometime like later like okay let's keep it more you know like conversational sure sure so uh, uh why I, i so i have a particular question you know i wanted to ask uh, mm-hmm. about this okay. so there are in, mm-hmm. inherently you know three attachment styles secure attachment yeah. avoidant attachment mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. anxious attachment anxious anxious attachment avoidant and secure attachment and what i have seen in myself like uh, so when i went through you know a series of fall downs in a couple of relationships mm-hmm. i was originally from anxious attachment kind of a person but then i tried mm-hmm. my best to convert to avoidant kind of a thing mm-hmm. so uh, the first thing i wanted to know is do you believe this can be a flexible thing um i'm not really sure you know like what i have come to realize is you know these are very very subjective things that's why you know i personally you know i try and sort of not uh go into theoretical things more okay i think you know those are very very you know those limit us but i feel that's why you know and i also i think i'd like to mention whatever i say you know because i really have a different approach as a professional and i'm sure you know uh, when i say things i'm not saying on behalf of other therapists or other professionals this is mm-hmm. just what i sort of think or what i have experienced so you know i try not sort of limit you know even when i'm talking to an individual okay um, wherever you know i'm talking to a client so i don't try and fit them into categories that's what i try my best to do ki you know if mm. you know this is something which is you know is category mein they're coming or you yeah. know they're coming in a different category so that, uh, but definitely i think yeah that makes me wonder uh, because i was thinking this you know uh, today only when i was doing all the research mm-hmm. that only if i knew that i belonged to this particular thing mm-hmm. only if i was mindful about it i was already making the transition yeah. or shift or you know trying to shift at yeah, least yeah yeah but if i knew you know there are classes or stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah. there yeah. might have been different results so uh, like what i'm seeing is there are two kinds of approaches either you label something to in order to mm-hmm. understand them in depth yeah, yeah. or you don't label in order to you know yeah. like have the choice of freedom i guess yeah yeah uh, we are not labeling but what we are trying to do is we are working with tendencies okay what yeah. i am trying to do okay i am not trying to put someone into category here this individual is anxious uh, or this individual is depressed let's say you know hmm. but i'm trying to you know this individual might have an anxious tendency okay and why that might uh, you know be or what can i do about it so personally i do try and you know rather than the diagnosis okay i try and look with the symptoms that we have or tendencies that we have so um, but you know, i think i do believe that you know when uh, we shift from one thing to another when become, when we become more mindful about it yeah that is definitely you know um, there is a positive change there is um, you know progress there is change so and all of this also brings me to the question that when would you know that you need a therapist 
taking away that time from my personal life okay uh, like we need to see this uh, we need to sort of you know try and um, see our life in different sort of parts like i have my personal life i have my professional life then i have my physical health then you know i have a social life as well so uh, you know to sort of um, um differentiate um those ki like if i'm working too much or if i'm giving too much in one area of my life so um i might be avoiding consciously or unconsciously the other aspects of my life like does that make any sense to you yeah so that would it, it be one does. thing i guess yeah yeah so um uh, yeah the example that i was giving um so this individual you know might be doing so much or performing and doing so much because that individual might be sort of you know avoiding the um you know decisions in their personal life okay um this example was uh, you know someone who i was sort of uh, who was seeing me um like as a therapist yeah so yeah. um that individual uh, you know one would see ki you know that individual is doing so good apna life mein he's doing you know um he's up for promotion and he's going to go abroad and things like that but uh you know when we talk and we you know we just realize that uh, because he did not want to uh, you know commit to a relationship in his personal life so yeah. that sort of you know um which uh, led to him feeling anxious and uh, to avoid that he was sort of uh, putting in more hours in his work and he was sort of you know um even though he was really anxious inside and he was you know really um confused about uh, about the personal choices that he wanted to make in his uh, life so he sort of you know um the, the sort of coping mechanism he chose was you know um yeah working too much yeah his, and yeah. i have seen this like really really a lot that you know yeah, we yeah. work a lot only to distract ourselves from you know the yeah. things we should have ideally be working on Yeah, yeah and i believe somewhere that pandemic has kind of amplified this whole cause or the whole situation yeah. Yeah. because we were again a couple of people were living alone let's say a, a lot of people were living together which you know like they are not used to spend so much time together and yeah. work like again it's my theory i haven't met so many people <laughs> some kind of validating yeah. so uh, they <laughs> spend so much time working and justifying that mm-hmm. career is my first preference at the moment yeah 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 <laughs> um funny thing i had a client okay uh, and she was finding it really really tough not to work yeah oh, obviously i gave her you know my kind of preferences or you know like this is how i would approach and all that stuff uh what would mm-hmm. you have suggested the first thing to do to someone you know again who just cannot take a pause who cannot take a break what would you suggest um i don't know i think uh we'll have to talk more about that ki you know what is going on in their personal life what is going on in their professional life and you know what sort of circumstances are there um because we cannot really assume things you know um there because every individual you know which i have realized that you know we cannot really uh you know use the same suggestions for everyone yeah okay uh, but basic suggestions i think you know um would again be to you know 
sort of take some time off you know <laughs> like talk to someone okay like i know it's difficult but sometimes you know um talking to someone really helps so i would just suggest them to just talk to someone first um, you know other than like i'm not sure what other suggestions i might give at that point of time but definitely to start with you know talking to someone a loved one or someone um you know whose judgment they sort of trust or uh, going to a therapist or uh, you know see guidance from a counselor or something like that so to start with that i think for uh, other suggestions i would definitely need more information for sure for sure it it makes sense not to generalize uh, these things Uh, now that we were talking about the situations created in this pandemic, one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So, personally speaking, I was on a you know kind of a break from dating and relationships for some personal reasons, okay. and mm-hmm. I was like not at all active or even responsive for the last one and a half years. So I did not know what happened in the pandemic or lockdown, but I assume there must have been a lot of difficulties. because for a lot yeah. of people coping mechanism is flirting dating yeah. uh mm-hmm. you know like let's not talk about the uh, you know proper relationship relationship but mm-hmm. a lot of people have coping mechanisms in form of dating going out yeah. and mm-hmm. again flirting and all that stuff have mm-hmm. you seen any cases where this was kind of a big reason coming out in the past few months um like can you specify the question a little yeah so the question is uh, like you you see there the, this is a cop- coping mechanism the flirting and dating mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. for some people mm-hmm. not for everyone for some people it is yeah 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 and mm-hmm. pandemic made us not you know like date and go out with people or new people explore new yeah, uh, yeah, relationships yeah. how would those people manage that that's what i'm interested in um um i actually had a friend you know um who is very you know extrovert kind of individual who really likes to go out and you know talk to different people and not particularly in a dating way but you know just going out and meeting mm. a lot of people and and uh, you know he really struggled with just staying in and the sort of uh, you know because earlier uh, that individual used to sort of you know um cope up with uh, sort of you know um, issues with uh, you know going out and you know meeting people and that's what his coping mechanism was at that point of time yeah but now since he's not able to go out um, you know he became more anxious about you know different things okay and uh, but uh, you know talking to a therapist again um, really helped that individual um, uh, till that point he was not taking any help so but what he did was um he reached out to a therapist he talked to the therapist and he started meditation and uh, you know reading he started reading more so he realized you know how he, he can actually come up with different um until that point he hadn't actually tried those things he just thought that you know this is something which makes me feel better he hadn't explored other things till that point of time yeah so then actually that situation happened that sort of challenged him to work on uh, himself and you know try and yeah. seek other healthy coping mechanisms and uh, you know taking help from a therapist was again uh, you know a big thing so yeah. he sort of started reading he started exercising more like and uh, you know talking to his friends on phone um and i think technology has made that quite quite easier for us yeah. to you know connect on uh, zoom calls google meet and things like that so yeah i think 
that in that situation people have you know sort of worked on themselves and come up with and what i have realized so mm-hmm. you know in other people also um you know where i had seen such situations they sort of did come up with different ways of you know coping in the um manner of them healthy and uh, a lot of people did sort of uh, probably i'm not sure like i can assume there might be a lot of people who did not get that sort of help which you know yeah yeah may have sort of uh, you know got them in isolation because we do have a lot of people on the platform as well tiktok where you know a lot of people come um and they're not able to talk to someone they don't have anyone you know who would listen to them and especially now uh, let's say for students because their classes are online they're not able oh, yeah. to connect with other people i think that is one of the biggest challenge i think you know that we are facing right now because you know students they're not they are you know taking admissions they are taking classes but that genuine connect they're not feeling yeah and which is uh, you know um, because school is a great great thing for uh, you know to get that sort of peer support and uh, that is a major major thing in someone you know who's growing up in hmm. their lives so that uh, people are not finding at this point of time so but yeah i think you know uh, people have sort of managed to come up with different sort of uh, coping mechanisms there yeah f- different functional strategies and this yeah. also <laughs> kinds of you know like makes me wonder that uh, it must have been really hard for uh, old age people like suppose yeah. you have a habit of walking in the garden for the last 5 decades and suddenly yeah. government is not allowing you to you know get out of your home yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway uh, what's the most common issue you had seen in during this pandemic in your clients um i think the loneliness majorly i think you know like i'm not sure even when people are around and you know this uh, client said this said this to me that you know even people know that they are lonely and other people are also lonely but still they're not able to connect i mean that just hurts that just hurts so much that you know when you know that you're lonely and you can see other people are lonely and they also realize yeah. that that you know we are lonely but still we are not able to connect still we are not able to talk so that was one thing that you know across um, you know the pandemic that i saw other than that you know um, there are a lot of issues i think you know which we in general face but um, in the pandemic like this was a major thing that you know we sort of uh, dealt with how how would someone deal with loneliness if, if that comes up because uh, that only makes me wonder you know uh, let's say someone has a tendency to let's not go for tendency but someone would you know go out and enjoy t- spending time with friends and he mm-hmm. or she is not as much active on social media or their phones yeah 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 uh, how how would that person cope up that just makes me i don't know yeah i think <laughs> it is difficult you know it is difficult uh, but definitely you know to take the time to you know get to know about yourself that you know because there are a lot of things you know uh, we don't just you know that loneliness and uh, you know uh, that is uh, sort of very different than solitude you understand yeah like, yeah 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 you yeah. will enjoy you know by yourself so you know i think the only um sort of thing that one uh, would need help with is you know trying to enjoy their own company 
especially of course we do need that social support and we do need yeah. that sort of affiliation from other people but sort of let's say if you're not able to get that but in that situation okay uh, we can definitely try and work on ourselves try and get to know ourselves you know um try and work on different hobbies like i'm trying to be very very simple here in um terms so you can mm-hmm. we can definitely try and learn a new thing a new hobby um learn a new language or you know there are a lot of things that we can definitely do by ourselves as well which will uh, you know give us a lot of uh, satisfaction which will you know give us a lot of um sort of happiness um, yes so that definitely we can do yeah i think you know um there's always an option of reaching out even if you're not reaching out to people on social media okay we can definitely sit and you know talk with our family we always have yeah. that option you know we can always um connect back with people who we already know let's say our schoolmates or you know our people in our neighborhood or so it's just you know um, doing that analysis you know what resources we have at this point of time what we can do so um we have choices you know sometimes uh, i understand when we are emotionally overwhelmed we are not able to see that that you know what resources we have what we can do at this point of time but definitely um you know again um there the therapist of a, yeah. you know, let's say someone who, who is a mental health professional so there uh, you know that role they have when they sort of you know help you become more mindful about you know what they can do what uh, you know choices they have of course the decision is theirs whatever they are comfortable with doing and they will do like i cannot tell my client ki yaar you do this or you do that but yeah. definitely you know we help them becoming more mindful and uh, you know in the process what they would like to do or what options they have explored them um you know the sort of choices that they may have with them hmm. so yeah uh yesterday i had a you know the first clarity call kind of a session with a person she is following not following but she has been in my social media environment for over a year now and she was like it's been more than a year since i wanted to reach out to you and okay. although i am really you know mindful about making it clear that please message me in case you want to have a chat and uh, yeah let me talk about that later as well uh, okay. and lately i have even started replying to anyone who just says hi so for a long time because you know like again i uh, i am quite active on social media i have a lot of you know followers and all that stuff mm-hmm. so a lot of times it becomes tough for me to reply to all of you know those uh, comments mm-hmm. or dms and stuff so this is the made i this is the rule i made a few years ago that uh, anybody who is mm-hmm. not direct with me or you know like who just says hi can i ask you a question i will probably not reply to that person because again i'm lim- you know it's a, a going f- you, it's exchanging messages and uh, it mm-hmm. will consume more time of me and if somebody ask a direct question i'll be happy to answer them again i'm not saying it's a good or a bad choice it's just what mm-hmm. h- how i was functioning mm-hmm. so lately i made this kind of a mindful decision that let me reply to everyone who is even just saying hi or hello kind yeah. of thing and i saw a lot of people even though i make sure that in every post in every wherever i am i tell them please reach out to me if you want even if i am not the right person to help you 
I can connect you with someone. I have good enough network mm-hmm. around therapists and coaches. Let me help you. Let me at least connect you with someone. Still, a lot of people just cannot reach out to you. Yeah. How? What would you suggest? What can be done to make sure, like on my end or on their end? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, um, sometimes definitely really difficult, you know, um, because personally, because I'm also a very shy individual, you know, yeah. first professionally, um, you know, that's a different thing because, um, but personally, you know, um, sort of, um, I do sort of try and avoid interaction as much as I can. Um, so, you know, for me, what has helped, because I have like really, really cool friends, like really, um, like throughout college and my school life, I still have my school friend with me. I still have my undergrad friends with me, you know, very few, but they are still there. My grad friends, my MPhil friends. So, um, you know, um, where was I? Um, yeah. So for people who, <laughs> uh, okay. So we're not able to sort of, you know, um, reach out to other people. So on our part, what we can definitely try and do is we can, you know, try and create that safe space because yeah. what has helped me is you know when sort of let's say um i'll share this experience when i went to give my ample entrance okay so um there was just this one girl okay she was friend of a friend so we were just um sitting in a room okay my friend she slept okay we were in a room and there was this another um her roommate okay and i was there and she was there so it was really awkward okay so um in general i wouldn't have talked as such with her but you know she just she said okay she just started the conversation and just she just kept quiet and i went on for like one and a half hours or something like that and i think we like we were such good friends for um you know for next two years we are still friends but you know um, like that when i sort got the space okay like he i just started talking you know in general i i don't talk that much but when i sort of got that space when i was like he, she's listening okay and i just yeah. you know i just said things and uh and later she did sort of you know tease me like i didn't know you talk so much but <laughs> But I think you just need that space. So for on our end, we can definitely, you know, for example, the posts that you do on Instagram, you know, um, of, uh, you know, related to awareness or anything, any little sort of uh, affirmation that you post um, on yeah. Instagram. So, you know, all those things do matter. Like they probably, you know, might not work for everyone, but, you know, that might work for one or two individuals out there because, you know, for example, I do also, though I'm not... Uh, um, you know, though I do post some stories there and there about, you know, mental health or things like that. But um, so people do connect with you there, you know, when they see ki, Acha, you posted this. So, you know, um, yeah. this is what I feel. And uh, um, so, yeah, I think it's about creating that awareness, creating a, that space. And, you know, on our part, just, you know, telling people, I'm not sure who's listening. I'm not sure who's seeing my stories, but to just put out there, you know, that, you know, I can help with this and you know you can reach out to me or you know I can help you connect with other people so just putting it out there on our part I think that's the best that we can do to start with and uh, other than that definitely you know the sort of uh, content that you're preparing and you know there are a lot of um, 
professionals who are there on social media there uh, so i think that is really helpful for people you know to see um, and a lot of people you know who go through different sort of uh, um, issues let's say you know um, someone is um, sort of you know um, sort of struggling with anxiety so they are putting um, out there their own experiences so that is also very helpful for people to see um and you know realize that you know if that individual can do it i can also do it i can also reach out um so yeah so uh, thank you mrizla for answering that one question uh, i have this one another question this does not come as a specialty of mine but i have mm-hmm. had a client who is kind of struggling with uh, masturbation issues he's a male okay. and mm-hmm. so i have done a lot of research just because i get you know clients who were having certain issues yeah yeah so when i went on and did some research on masturbation mm-hmm. or fapping and all that stuff i saw uh, again i need to generalize a little bit just to you know in order to get the uh, information and awareness yeah. Mm-hmm. but again disclaimer this does not apply to all of those all of you guys yeah uh, so i saw how uh, females take masturbation differently mm-hmm. or the kind of guilt yeah. and shame they attach to masturbation versus mm-hmm. how males you know usually uh, attach shame and guilt to masturbation yeah yeah in case of females it's again uh, uh, educate me if i'm wrong uh, mm-hmm. but what i have studied from my female friend that mm-hmm. uh, females usually consider masturbation to be bad because they might feel desperate okay one of the cause like they mm-hmm. would prefer not being too desperate that they'd have to do it themselves mm-hmm. on the counterpart boys do feel a lot of shame and guilt because they attach this thing with their self control and it's like mm-hmm. if i cannot stop doing it you know like uh, again going to the self worth and self esteem yeah, yeah. part like mm-hmm. who am i if i can't even control this one thing yeah and i see a lot of people being pro masturbation uh, i don't know if that's the right word to use here but anyway uh, who mm-hmm. you know mentions that it's a really good activity again in moderation it's a really good that's activity to know yourself to be really comfortable with yourself in your skin yeah. and feel yeah. more confident mm-hmm. yeah basically when we are going to talk about any of these things like alcohol or masturbation or anything i don't know about alcohol but anything that we talk about is good in moderation only right mm-hmm. so yeah. obviously there are uh, porn addiction sites or masturbation mm-hmm. addiction things that's yeah. a totally different case mm-hmm. so maybe let's begin with how do you know if it's a uh, it's an addiction for you like that that's okay. the first thing i ask my clients so if somebody you know like uh, males usually come to me with uh, how mm-hmm. do i stop masturbating and i'm like why do you mm-hmm. want to stop it why do you just not mm-hmm. want to you know like limit it or stuff like talk yeah, to me about yeah. it yeah i think you know um, a lot of people do face the issue because i also have had a lot of people coming to me you know talking about um uh, how they feel that they're addicted to masturbating or you know yeah things like that so i think um it is uh, you know even masturbation is uh, addiction if we talk in terms of addiction so it is just like any other addiction okay yeah. um sort of you know let's say uh, if that individual 
feels that this activity has been affecting the other aspect of his life or her life so um at that point of time we would consider that you know this is something um which may be sort of you know um not to say addiction but something which we need to control or you so, know so even in that sense uh, is it okay if i like interrupt yeah, you and sure. ask your question sure, sure, so sure. so this one client of mine so when i you know ask them like let's not pause it all together because you have yeah. tried it in the past it didn't mm-hmm. work what yeah. if instead of if you know like he was doing it uh, twice a day originally mm-hmm. what if yeah. we come down to once a day and then mm-hmm. once in two days yeah yeah and when he tried doing that you know like once a day or once in two days even then mm-hmm. you know because of all the guilt and shame he has already attached yes. to it yes yes he was having mm-hmm. issues even you know like maintaining that frequency yeah 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 i think uh, the major aspect is this guilt and shame that we have i think it is yeah. not uh, which is you know um sort of a very social uh, jo stigma hai ya stereotyping jo mm. karte hain na ki who do this yeah. ye, you know this is the bad thing you should not do this or how we are brought up we, are, we you know usually in even our schools the chapters which are actually very really, very important so those are also skipped ki you know i remember when i was in school and we have i think in 8th or 9th we have that chapter which talks yeah. about you know um female reproductive system and male reproductive system and um we uh, you know we used to be i think uh, we used to have a female teacher and for that i think you they sort of replaced the teacher uh, a male teacher was brought in and uh, that also i think he didn't you know give it much attention he was like yeah theke you stand up and you read one paragraph and then you stand up you read one paragraph and just you know let's just complete it and i think half of the chapter was not even discussed so yeah. um you know um in you know as a student as a kid i would you know um see you know there's something wrong with it if my teacher is not talking about it if my teacher is not giving it due attention like there's something wrong with it um and i think um uh, i just remember this uh, one example my friend shared this with me so she was sitting um you know with her family and she has a younger brother okay so i think there was uh, this ad about uh, you know sanitary napkins or um, you know whiskers okay. or something so and he was just curious you know he just asked his father that you know what is this used for and he got a slap for that and you know um which is something you know which would make him sort of curious also and um, also feel ki you know this is something which is very bad you know yeah. i should not be asking yeah. about this i should not be talking about this and that's what happened yeah. uh, with the sort of you know issues uh, when we talk about masturbation and all so uh, you know um that is you know when we sort of first we have to psychoeducate them we have to provide them enough um sort of you know information credible information about you know what masturbation is it is a normal sexual activity um you know and again as you said i, I think it definitely correlates with you know um, positive relationships later in life as well and yeah. uh, you know a good moderate amount of it and uh, with positive self esteem as well positive self concept so um i think there are a lot of researches uh, also done like um, we can definitely you know try and go through them but i did read this that you know um, a fair amount of masturbation was sort of correlated with um, you know when i read it i'm not sure like i'll have to look up the source um mm-hmm. with uh, positive uh, relationships yeah. 
later yeah. in life and a, a positive self concept as well um so i think you know when people do come to me also i definitely try and start with you know psychoeducating them that you know this is something because most of them come with guilt they don't yeah come, uh, yes. with you know um issues like ki i have this addiction of course there are a lot of people most, but most of them come with that you know i feel really bad about it i'm not able yeah. to stop it and this is something you know i'm going to help on like you know people are really really ashamed about it and re- they feel really guilty about it that you know um i have done you know this bad thing in my life i think i have had a lot of people coming to me that you know um you know uh, ma'am i really want to talk about this bad thing that i have done in my past and you know most of the time i do realize that you know like we are going to talk about you know um, yeah. probably masturbation addiction or something like that and most of the time it is so you know how this start, it's actually very interesting and also um, you know it um, makes me wonder that you know people don't realize you know how we have internalized these things as you know ki this is bad and this is good and you know how we have put them into uh, sort of categories so yeah i think um, you know um, again yeah um, they, yeah yeah so, so uh, you know uh, now that i recall all of this we uh we were taught a lot about sexual and asexual reproduction like yeah. even in humans and plants and all that stuff yeah yeah but i don't remember masturbation as a word coming up in any yeah, of the textbooks yeah. right yeah that's the first thing and the second thing is uh, from where we are getting most of our education these days obviously from movies yeah. and you know the yeah, romantic novels yeah, yeah. and <laughs> exactly. i and so yeah the peer group actually you know and the oh. major source of information that um children or you know students have from their peers and that is also not credible the credible information is very very important to you know have so because people are doing it people know about it everyone knows about things but they just don't have the right information which you know yeah. we need to sort of you know be really really mindful of in schools and colleges so yeah i think i i remember because again I'm a, i love watching movies i watched a lot of Yeah, yeah hindi movies english movies and all that yeah yeah uh, masturbation is a topic which is usually laughed at yeah. during the movies yeah. like there's obviously not a credible source obviously but then again i have seen how movies are directing you know where we yeah. are going as a society yeah. Yeah. yeah for example if you go to netflix and you watch you know the 2020 yeah. best series and everything mm-hmm. uh, we see society accepting lgbt now yeah yeah and it's it's you know just a pattern i have seen like lately in the past mm-hmm. few months specifically yeah, yeah. Uh, we have seen a lot of movies or tv series or all that mm-hmm. which are kind yeah. of accepting uh, lgbt let's say mm-hmm. and okay. I, i have talked about this uh, you know in previous interview uh, yeah. sessions like uh, so there's this friends have you watched friends yeah so you see you know uh, all five of them laughing mm-hmm. at chandler because yeah. he you know like kind of portrayed uh, gay like uh, characteristics mm-hmm. let's say yeah but now that we have after that uh, we came with the office then now we have mm-hmm. brooklyn 99 and yeah. in the office they just had one character who was gay and although it was mm-hmm. you know like laughed at but it was not shaming the character yeah. it was just you know like making fun of being a little different kind of that mm-hmm. and after again the office ends at 2013 we have yeah. brooklyn 99 in these years 
and in 2019 mm-hmm. or 2020 uh, so they have one character who is actually lesbian in brooklyn nine and and it's yeah. not at all laughed at yeah yeah so uh, that's interesting to see that how uh, we are yeah progressing in terms of lgbt yeah. and i believe masturbation is going to be probably next thing you know we might start yeah. accepting yeah yeah i think you know social uh, like social media or digital media movies like these are you know a major major things which influence us you know especially um, teenagers adolescents young adults because we are into yeah. you know these things so much and and now even um, you know older generation as well i think i have my friend's mom who has been you know binge watching mirzapur and things like that and you know like it makes me really happy also to see that you know how they are also sort of you know uh, you know trying to work on these things and you know um and which sort of you know uh, brings them closer to the next generation and but yeah definitely i think because we are into especially now the pandemic has sort of increased that interaction as well now because yeah. you know we had nothing much to do so we just watched a lot of series we watched a lot of movies so they do influences and i think this is a really really great thing that you know um um the digital media has been doing you know trying to sort of work on these things and uh, uh you know um sort of trying and uh, portray different characters and you know because uh, like as i said you know we do have a lot of people coming in recently um who have sort of you know who are confused about their sexual identities who are yeah. confused about their gender identities so you know um like I, this feels really nice you know when people come to me for example you know yeah. i had um, an individual coming to me who is like you know i really like female clothing but you know again that shame and guilt with that was really really yeah. sort of you know there so you know having those people come to you and actually share those things and you providing that space for them to actually talk about it and you know see what we can do in that sort of situation so it's really nice and you know it makes me feel really nice that people are you know coming yeah. um to us and you know talking about these things now and especially i think digital media movies and everything they have a lot of role to play in this because you know they are able to relate here this is something you know which i also feel yeah okay this is something that you know um like i didn't know other people also go through that or you know that's there so i think that is one because again i think as we talked ki um like even especially in pandemic that loneliness that interaction has decreased yeah so yeah. we are interacting with the world we are interacting with other people through sort of you know um digital media or series or movies and in recent yeah. times i think as you said a lot of such uh, movies have come out i think there's um sex education on netflix as well there yeah. um, i think there are a lot of series who yeah. sort of have different characters who have um you know who have portrayed these things wonderfully and how what struggle they have to sort of face and uh, what all they have to go through and how we can provide them that space or things like that i think that's quite amazing so if i you know get just a little back to the conversation that we were having before this yeah. topic uh yeah. how would someone know like you know if masturbation for them is an addiction or it mm-hmm. just you know like attached with the guilt and shame and they just need to remove it uh, mm-hmm. like how would you proceed i'm asking this because you mentioned you have worked with clients on this specific thing yeah, yeah. Uh, so i'm kind so uh, i'll also talk about how my journey around this has been 
so i mm. never had an addiction with it i've been mm. regular with it but then again mm. i was quite educated that it's not really bad and then yeah. i did some experiments like not doing it for 30 days and how am i feeling mm. how am i you know like responding with energies and yeah, everything yeah. so uh, i don't relate to the addiction part personally mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but i have seen people relating to the addiction part mm-hmm. like yeah. for uh, starters there is one porn addiction that's uh, really mm-hmm. most of the cases with unhealthy you know addiction yeah, yeah. and yeah. then there is the masturbation addiction in itself yeah, yeah. how someone you know like know where they are at the moment around this yeah yeah um in general i think um what happens is for example uh, you know if i'm sad like what would uh, my sort of you know what would i turn to let's say you know um i am alone in my room and i have nothing to do and i'm i'm you know masturbating or if i have sort of you know um if i'm feeling bad if i had an argument the first thing that i turn to is let's say masturbation so you know uh, when i have this one particular um coping mechanism for different issues that are happening in my life because uh what uh, trend i have seen in people who are sort of you know coming up with masturbation addiction are majorly you know they try this as coping mechanism for everything for boredom for stress for anxiety and you know and you know at that point of time when you know you are sort of you know not able to think of any other healthy coping mechanism okay yeah. or the sort of frequency of it the sort of you know ki how many times you're doing that in a week or you know and if it's stressing you out of course yeah. the guilt and shame would be you know quite high at that point of time which would again lead to yeah can, can i <laughs> just interrupt and say this thing yeah. so i you know like talked to about this with my client that this mm. is supposed to be a self pleasing activity yeah. if it's stressing you out you are doing something yeah. wrong yeah 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 i um, think that sorry. is one yeah that's sorry, what i think yeah. yeah that is uh, you know um, again when they you know realize ki this is that is an issue i think that's how we know that you know i'm not feeling happy about it but i'm still not able to control it you know i want to stop doing it but i'm not able to do it so you know that's when i realize that i may have an issue with the sort of thing that i'm doing and i suggested this to my client that uh, again i'm just you know kind of revalidating because i haven't had a conversation with a person mm-hmm. who has you know like helped clients on this topic so i gave him you know like uh, so i told him that this is what i see again i might be wrong but this is what i'm saying yeah. you have you know like two clear options here either mm-hmm. like stop doing it mm-hmm. or change the way that you're doing it that would mean yeah. changing yeah. your beliefs your education mm-hmm. your, you know your mindset yeah. that yeah. you know what yeah. it's not a it's not attached to my self esteem in a negative way rather yeah. it is you know my way of uh, connecting with myself like yeah 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 i think uh, the second option is definitely uh, you know the way to go okay to first uh, sort of make ourselves of course at the end of the day it's their choice to do it or not yeah. do it but yeah. uh, again it's very important to have uh, the sort of clarity uh, of the concept um, you know that awareness about you know let's say masturbation ki you know what what it is and you know do people do it or you know um what is the sort of purpose of this activity or things like that after that you know if they want to do it that's okay if they don't want to do it that's up to them um got it yeah 
Yeah. Uh, now uh, I'm really interested in knowing that. Uh, do you also counsel clinically depressed people? Yeah, I do. Uh, but currently, I'm associated with uh, sort of the platform who works with you know subclinical population. But yeah, I have worked with clinical uh, sort of population as well. How do you know it's a clinical or a non-clinical issue? Um, usually there are assessments, um, okay. which are you know psychological assessments, psychometrics, which we do to assess the severity of it. For example, you might have heard uh, of the basic tests like Beck's depression inventory or um, let's say Hamilton depression inventory rating scales. Or there are a lot of tests. Um, there are you know um, like MMPI, MCMI, or things like that. There are a lot of tests which clinicians okay. do to sort of assess that you know if uh, this individual is clinically depressed or not or um, so yeah i think it's not just and that is of course you know um, combined with the interview um, that uh, you know it takes time i think you know um, when we were practicing in a hospital so um, we used to take some time to make the diagnosis we would uh, put in two three sessions just to you know get the sort of yeah. history from the client and then sort of have the assessments done um, you know, of their personality, of their intellectual functioning, of, uh, you know, whatever sort of direction it seems to, you know, um, be in key, you know, if the client seems of um, an anxious tendency. So we would definitely do a lot of psychometrics there. So, yeah, that's okay. how we sort of assess. So, yeah, I needed to hear there that. Also. Yeah. Got it. Uh, okay. Uh, so, let's say you're talking to my audience right now okay? So okay would you recommend them going for a therapist first or doing this test first and self-analyzing thing um you know i would not suggest self-analyzing because what happens is you know um um you know what a therapist does is actually uh, you know um, they would you know what happens is i'll just give you an example what happens is sure. for example you know i'm not feeling well. Okay, I will go online because these tests are available online, is it? So yeah. I will just go there and I will assess the sort of, you know, uh, let's say, um, um, you know, my severity is high in a random test that I did online. So, you know, um, I'll just label myself that, yeah, I'm in depression oh, or yeah. I'm in, yeah, like I'm suffering from anxiety. Yeah. But what a therapist does is a therapist takes into consideration the sort of context that you are in. It may be that, you know, I am just going through, uh, you know, normal human reaction to a particular situation. Yeah. For example, I had a fight with my friend. It's completely normal to feel sad. Uh, let's say I have an interview. It's perfectly normal to feel anxious before that. But it does not mean that I am clinically depressed or I am clinically, yeah. you know, um, sort of uh, suffering from anything or struggling with a major issue, mental health issue. So I think... Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just want to run by you uh, a concept that I am learning, and I'm not sure if I'm right. So you know, it would mm -hmm. be a really good validation. So mm -hmm. I, I was listening to you know, interestingly, how I'm getting a lot of educational videos from TikTok these days. I don't know how. So uh, there was one autistic person, and she was mm -hmm. saying that you know, like if uh, this is normal person, this is autistic person, and you know, there's a spectrum of it. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is where autism starts, you know, uh, mm -hmm. people who are behind this are autistic. Mm -hmm. And I'd probably line just right, you know, like on this side, mm -hmm. like almost on border. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and she was saying, you know what, I might not show a lot of textbook autistic 
characters but yeah, nonetheless yeah. i am not less autistic than the you know like yeah, the other yeah, autistic yeah. person <laughs> and that makes me wonder you know like uh, it's it's probably the same thing in depression and anxiety that yeah, we have yeah, you know like yeah. a spectrum or a range that you know mm-hmm. uh, maybe you are somewhere here or somewhere there but nonetheless yeah. if you are depressed you are depressed yeah yeah and what i'm understanding is if i go online and do the test myself i might not be mm-hmm. able to you know get the appropriate uh, result that might yeah, or might yeah. not fit in this yeah because yeah. what the test is going to do is there it's going to ask me a couple of questions yeah and i might not you know it may not fit in my context mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah okay. yeah yeah definitely i think one is uh, that you know that you mentioned that we try and not say autistic child but we do try and say a child with autism okay, okay. so yeah because uh, where uh, when we are trying you know we that child is sort of you know we are sort of identifying that individual mm. uh, from a sort of you know disorder that they might have so um, you know we try and say that uh, an individual with autism or you know uh, an individual who is uh, you know on spectrum so and that, that way, goes that goes the same with you know like anxiety and depression like he is not a depressed person he is a person yeah, with yeah. depression with depression yeah i think you know because uh-huh. um, like um, because that sort of you know labels yeah. that individual because there's a lot to an individual um you know other than ki you know this is a depression depressed individual and this is a person with depression so you know there's though i think we have a lot of uh, you know things to change but this is something you know um sort yeah. of the community is trying to yeah yeah, yeah. i think uh, because like i have tried because we initially you know we started out like this only we also used to say uh, the same thing but you know when we sort of you know when we are sort of working with people and when we are you know yeah. learning new things so that's how we also yeah. you know realize that's how, how that makes a difference yeah yeah definitely yeah. so yeah i think uh, yeah exactly when you know a one test does not define me of course when i am using that as a clinician i am taking all the things into consideration and yeah. i am taking help of those sort of tests to you know see that's why i said you know before also that i you know personally try and work with tendencies and symptoms not mm-hmm. the you know and uh, that sort of labeling Democracy. part you know because um, let's say i might uh, let's say you know um, on a rating scale uh, 29 is the sort of cut off uh, okay. above 29 you're depressed um, before uh, like um, below that you're not okay let's say okay. Uh, that is the sort of cut off what if i score 29 28 let's say okay yeah. so according to that test i do not have any issue but i am going through some struggles yeah. okay so like if i am sort of you know uh, like doing that test online by myself so you know i might feel that you know i may be overreacting maybe you know i might yeah. you know not sort of in invalidating your own yeah issues. yeah exactly you know or um, that might happen you know that is a sort of you know but you know i am actually going through a struggle and i am sort of facing challenges there so yeah i think um that may be an issue but definitely you know if uh, you are mindful about things you know how sort of um you know things work you can try it out but not to diagnose yourself uh, to be aware i think for that you can definitely explore i think i would use the term explore but not yeah. sort of you know uh, 
take help of uh, these online things for your uh, you know validating your sort of struggle or you know um, sort of you know diagnose yourself for that definitely do try and you know seek help of a professional so that might be really helpful yeah. okay thank you for sharing all that uh, so one of the questions that i received from my uh, email family and you know my ecosystem yeah. was uh, how do you personally get back to your normal state after hearing so much of trauma yeah, and everything yeah 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 that is you know uh, definitely i think um, i was discussing this with one of my friends as well you know when i sort of take one session that's like that's not just one session for me that's almost yeah. like you know two and a half session half hour session for me because you know i need some time before that session to prepare for that session to prepare myself mentally for that session and then after that also taking some time to just you know sit with myself yeah. and you know make sense of what all you know i've heard and of course to make sense of it so and of course it does affect me as an individual as well uh, you know um, because uh, you know when you empathize with an individual of course i'm trained to sort of uh, you know um not let it get to me but of course you do empathize with people you know when they are facing a lot of struggles so you realize that you know um you need that empathy without empathy you cannot sort of help that individual yeah okay and yeah. this one thing we were sort of you know this one thing i think um um we when we were in college so we had a sort of trip to ibhas okay so at that point ibhas is in delhi it's also a mental health institution Okay. So we were just kids. I think I was in first year, and uh, when we went there, I think so one of the sort of uh, batchmates asked uh, the sort of uh, you know professional who was there, who was you know um, talking with us, that you know how do you detach yourself from the uh, you know suffering of yeah. uh, people who come to you, or uh, how do you sort of you know um, sort of not let it get to you in a way. She asked in a way like you know, and he said you know. um this is just a profession just like anyone else and he said this thing without empathy without you know sort of um, getting attached to them in a healthy way of course you cannot yeah. help them okay so that i think that stayed with me that you know without being there without you know um listening to them empathizing with them you cannot really sort of you know um help them um so what i try and do is yeah i do take my time i do you know i do prepare for those sessions i do take out some time for myself which is you know after session i just sit for some time and you know let it cool down and after that yeah i do uh, you know talk to my friends i have a lot of friends who are also mental health professionals and um, like i do talk to my you know um, other friends and i go for a walk i do listen to some music to you know whenever i am feeling overwhelmed or when um you know i have had a tough session or so yeah like that's how i generally deal with it so uh, i would want to mention this uh, so i have seen most of you know people again coaches therapists counselors all of them uh they struggle with you know detaching themselves or they mm-hmm. learn how to detach themselves Mm-hmm. i had a unique journey where i needed to learn how to attach and empathize with a person yeah so for a really long term i have been you know kind of using detachment as my coping mechanism let's say you can say or anything mm-hmm. like that so uh, when i 
made the, made a decision that i want to be a life coach or a, whatever i'm doing right now yeah. i need to you know actually be there and hug them and you know like that, that's the kind of attachment you are asking that if they are yeah. not able to get up from the bed i need to just sit with them on a chair beside their bed right yeah. and not ask them to get up if they don't want to if they are not getting up from the bed it's okay if i don't ask them to they know yeah. it better than me yeah. so i kind of needed to learn that empathy and i believe i am still on that journey <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah it was interesting to see how being someone who talks about mental health emotions and all that stuff mm-hmm. it's a service to the world it's also a service to yourself yeah 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 it is i think you know when i'm talking to people a lot of time it happens you know when i'm sort of uh, you know talking with them and i'm let's say you know suggesting them a particular activity i'm like oh sure i should do this as well <laughs> <laughs> like i need to do this let me get my notebook and you know a lot of time that happens and a lot of time it also happens when you know uh, we are talking to you know clients or people who have come to us for help when you know like when they are sort of talking about their journeys or you know transformations yeah. or things like that so you know it sort of inspires me like a lot like there are a lot of people i have this one particular individual who is so regular in his tasks i think you know i'm so proud of him <laughs> i think you know like whatever activity i as a professional you know let's say i have asked them to you know let's say um you know write three positive activities of your day and like in that individual you know like he's so disciplined and it makes me so happy and i'm like like i need to learn this from this individual and you know i need to have this in my life so yeah i think you know i do learn from them a lot and you know whenever i'm suggesting so that is a journey for myself as well i think as a professional as well because i know that i'm not perfect like i have a lot of things yeah. to learn i'm also just starting out and you know there may be a lot of things that you know i have your to sort of uh, learn and grow in that way so i also learn like it's not that if i am a mental health professional so i know everything yeah i should know everything it's not like that we all are learning we are all just you know like helping each other grow i just know about this particular field thoda sa zyada on se so yeah. yeah so has there been an any incident where you said i don't know the answer to this question and your client was really surprised um i'm not sure um i don't remember but like it could be i think because like i think i have just learned this that you know from all the vivas that i've given in my life that you know <laughs> like if you don't know the answer you just tell that you know uh, like i don't know the answer <laughs> and i've used yeah. that also. you know like i don't know the answer let me find it for you let yeah, me yeah, know, like yeah. do that yeah. something because yeah. that that's how i responded to a couple of my clients Yeah, because yeah. when somebody is coming up and they say they you know like let's say have anxiety issue or they yeah, are feeling yeah. anxious a lot yeah. of times it might be due to their romantic relation it might be due yeah, to their yeah. physical you know health it could be because mm-hmm. of the body image they are having yeah yeah and because one of my values my personal values is you know the love for learning or curiosity mm-hmm. i find this profession really rewarding because you know yeah. like almost every day i'm getting to learn something new which yeah, i yeah, never exactly. thought i'd learn yeah i never thought i'd learn 
you know about lgbt or something and yeah. then i had a client and uh, like you mentioned she was you know like confused about her sexuality mm-hmm. and one thing is uh, like this has been my principle that before recommending anyone anything yeah, yeah. i will do a proper research yeah, or yeah. i will share my experience with it yeah yeah and it has been uh, you know rewarding in that sense and second thing is when i talk to someone about their mm-hmm. concerns i yeah. may say something that i would never say to myself otherwise yeah 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 that's true that's true i think you know for like uh, like social interactions because i mentioned like i am a very shy person personally in my sort of you know so like um you know when i tell people who come to me for you know let's say uh, when we are sort of working on social communication or things like that sometimes i do find myself you know like if i should give this sort of you know suggestion to this individual but then again i think you know there i sort of uh, put a professional boundary that you know like yeah. that is a very different space which i have learned i think you know this professional boundary thing i learned uh, like with time because earlier when you are sort of you know um when you are young and when you are in college and you're like everybody should get help and everything but then you know when you sort of evolve <laughs> as a professional it's very important to realize that you know that professional boundary is very very important because there you're not like when you are too much um into that process you're not helping the individual you're not helping yourself so i think when we talk about that you know learning in the process i think this is one of the major thing that i have learned to sort of work on that professional boundary so uh, yeah when i'm even professionally when i am talking about that like so that is a very different thing but uh, again i think i do realize that i need to do that for myself also but again yeah. i don't sort of put myself down key or oh, yeah. i'm not doing this myself or you know so those things i do try and keep different i do learn from the sessions i do take inspiration from them i do take inspiration from my you know clients as well but i do not put myself down for you know um being a different individual or in my yeah. personal life or you know because those are very different things so yeah oh uh, that brings me uh, that reminds me your you know the professional boundary thing uh have you heard about that uh, story like cocoon and butterfly breaking yeah, the cocoon so it, it sure uh, so i i have written about it like a few days ago only okay. that you know uh, you cannot break the cocoon to free the butterfly because they need to struggle they need to yeah, you know like yeah, yeah, struggle yeah. getting out of the cocoon and yeah yeah that that's how their wings will become strong yeah, enough to yeah. fly right yeah, and yeah. i have seen this a lot of times if somebody is suffering in front of us yeah we would want to try our best yeah, to help yeah, that yeah. person and in yeah. that case a lot of mm. times we you know like break the cocoon and yeah, it's rather yeah. wrong for them our intention yeah, is really yeah. good that i want to i you know like we yeah. want to help them but yeah. the impact is so poor yeah. yeah yeah i think this is such a wonderful example i think you know what <laughs> like usually what happens is na like i do realize that you know um, when i see a lot of people on social media also na uh, who are not qualified enough or you know who for example uh, you know the intention is good there okay yeah. people who are in different professions you know they say that okay talk to me you cannot talk to 9000 people at once you know if you are putting it out there ki you know talk to me like what if you know that individual just uh, sends a message to you and if you are not able to reply so that i find sometimes you no know, very um, difficult to digest mm. 
mm. then people you know who um are you know of course i know if you're just talking if you're just letting giving them that space that is definitely really really good thing but you know um when they you know sort of act as a therapist or you know put themselves yeah. out there as a therapist or you know as a mental health professional or so you know there i think this example is really really uh, sort of you know um wonderful yeah. to wo um, sort of um see you know ki what yeah. can happen you know in the process where i am actually trying to help other individual i might just you know end up breaking the cocoon and which might not yeah. help that individual you know grow and sort of um develop into a sort of the human being fully functioning human being i might just you know trigger the trauma in that individual so, yeah yeah so that's the same thing you know uh, like a lot of times you cannot tell the person everything yeah. that's on your mind yeah yeah <laughs> like if you know this person is you know like again uh, his coping mechanism is food and he mm. is going to get fat in the coming 2 years yeah 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 you have no right to tell the person that you know what you are going to get fat <laughs> because again it's a journey you may be there you may support mm-hmm. him you may yeah. be curious and ask you know like how yeah, yeah. does the food makes you feel and that kind of stuff yeah but yeah. I, i guess the inherent uh, principle here is that i do not control somebody else's life yeah 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 i think this is uh, an important thing like even when i'm sort of working as a professional i do not tell my clients what to do okay i'm just helping that client to realize that um, like yeah. on their own okay i'm just facilitating the way i'm just clearing the way for them to realize i'm just helping with uh, helping them with the tools uh where they can sort of realize what's right for them what's wrong for them because it's their decision i cannot really tell them what to do uh, okay like because the decision needs to come from them the you know mindfulness needs to be on their end because i my part is to just facilitate the way and then make yeah. them independent they cannot yeah. always sort of you know of course we would want people to take regular therapy but seeing the condition like in our country there are very few so what i try and do is i would definitely try and make them sort of you know independent where they don't need me after a certain point of time hmm. where they are sort hmm. of you know independent and they are able to sort of see what you know um what kind of emotion i'm feeling or where am i headed or you know what would be good for my growth or things like that so yeah uh, that also you know like uh, in corresponds to that uh the way you mentioned you know you are there to facilitate them like you want yeah. them to make their decisions yeah, you're kind yeah. of you know clearing the air around it yeah yeah or sometimes if they are really really clueless like they don't know yeah. what to do you know kind of yeah, a yeah, lot of individuals yeah. might come that way yeah and yeah. then you may present like 10 different options and you tell them this is you know like uh you give them options yeah, like yeah 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 general options like people take yeah, what would yeah, you think yeah. like again like i mentioned uh, like i did with my client that you know uh, mm-hmm. you have you know kind of two choices that i see there might mm-hmm. be more choices that you may be able to see yeah, but yeah, currently yeah. i am seeing these two choices that either yeah. you accepting all together which you have been trying yeah. a lot and mm-hmm. you are failing and you are feeling guilty about it mm-hmm. or you try this you know like let's say cutting down or changing yeah, yeah. the mindset behind it mm-hmm. yeah Uh, and and that makes me uh, come back to the point uh, what what you mentioned that when we are 
talking about mental health awareness it's a really good initiative we should yeah, all yeah. you know all of us should talk about it yeah. our struggles uh, at the same time let's you know uh, make this a clear idea that not one set of things is always perfect yeah, i believe yeah 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 and yeah. Uh, like different people have different functional strategies yeah 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 definitely yeah i think you know different people um like they have different experiences they have their own individuality because so different things would work for them i think we cannot generalize things uh for people so yeah i think that is very important to acknowledge uh one thing that i have uh, been seeing a lot since i started you know working with clients uh no matter how good intentions our parents have or our guardians mm-hmm. or teachers yeah 100% of the times i have seen people messed up <laughs> yeah 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 i think there is a very um, sort of uh, like house md quote also like i'm not sure what the like quote is exactly but it's like okay. your parents are going to you know mess up your life one way or another yeah. <laughs> like we do influence our child yeah because i think again because we are also learning you know our parents also they are doing their best but it may not always always be the right thing that they do for us so you know in this thing i actually realized you know when i was working with different clients that you know usually what happens is you know let's say i think this question is very you know i don't know what to do about it also for example you know, there are children who come to you and you know we need uh, sort of guardians uh, yeah. consent for that okay but what if they come uh, you know to us uh, you know in concern with concern of you know having toxic parents and like that's a very um, you know situation of dilemma i don't know what to do about it you know like i've yeah. thought about it ki what if that happens and you know what am i going to do in that situation because we you know um, like professionally we have certain boundaries and in that situation you know um there's the dilemma also you know ki if you turn that away and which you you know personally you feel you cannot do that and uh, but professionally also you have to set some boundaries you know so that's a very uh, difficult question um you know and usually we you know we just assume that initially you know we just i think this realization i had when i was sort of working in college only ki you know not always because we sort of tell the ki ha share with parents and ask your parents or things like oh, that yeah. usually <laughs> he yes. they will help you they will support you or you know your family is always there for you that is a very go to suggestion okay but sort of when you know there is a situation where the parents are not supportive when you know they don't realize they're not aware enough themselves or you know when they are actually negatively affecting their children's lives because yeah. of their attitudes or beliefs so at that point of time you know you have to ask yourself you know um like is this the right direction to go in or like that is there <laughs> so uh, i'll i'll talk about two three cases that i have seen so i have yeah. seen a case where uh, you know their teachers were re- so the client i had her teachers were really 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 intentional and supportive about what values they bring to their students Mm-hmm. the yeah. issue with that is the teacher was conservative okay so although they you know like gave her a lot of good values like let's say respect honesty mm-hmm. truth 
a lot of times you also give her a lot of you know uh, not negative but uh, limiting values mm-hmm. for example relationships will come in your career mm-hmm. or you know yeah. in the way of your career like mm-hmm. if you want career growth don't yeah. go for relationships or mm-hmm. the kind of things you know like students uh, yeah, yeah. are taught these days in school yeah 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 that is one part like her teachers were really really intentional about the values mm-hmm. they bring like you need to be hard working you need to be okay. honest truthful all that kind of stuff but again mm-hmm. like you mentioned all of our parents mess up in <laughs> some way or the other yeah. and then there is second uh, you know my client who's parent, who has a really loving family her father mm-hmm. her mother her brother elder brother she she grew up in a really loving family yeah her father was not at all toxic mm-hmm. he just kind of you know like appreciated her on certain kind of things like when she yeah. good marks or stuff like that yeah yeah and over the years she turned into an anorexic okay just because of the expectations her father had yeah and they were again they were totally normal like you yeah. want your kid to perform well in academics yeah, you want your yeah, kid to yeah. not waste time you know like let's say what you consider wasting time is right yeah yeah and that kinds of really really makes me question or wonder like what can i do <laughs> or you know like let's say if i have a decade or half a decade before i have yeah. kids or marriage and all yeah, that stuff yeah. what can i do within this time to make sure you know like i don't pass on this kind of trauma at least yeah, to my yeah, kids yeah 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 I think you know um like as we discussed no one is perfect you know even yeah. like let's say um even when I'm a mental health professional I might you know have certain beliefs which may you know um not be very uh, you know polite or nice um but I think on my part definitely uh, you know what we can definitely try and do is be open to change okay to have conversations around these things to be open about learning new things okay because it's the continuous process you know we are not perfect our children will not be perfect but you know what we can try and do on our part is definitely to learn and you know grow okay let's say at this point of time i you know um, as we were talking about the example uh, the teacher feels that you know relationships are not good for your studies but you yeah. know if she is uh, you know told or you know if someone else sort of has a conversation with her ki you know this is something you know which like as we discussed before that you know every individual has different areas in their lives different aspects yeah. of their lives you know which facilitate each other or you know which are interconnected but uh, you know um so their personal life is different than their professional life or their academic life so yeah. it does not necessarily uh, you know mean ki if they are in a relationship so they will not be able yeah. to do well in their academic life so let's say if she has a conversation with another individual another professional let's say about this and she's able to sort of you know change that opinion so that's what matters like it's okay because that the beliefs that we have right now the attitudes that we have right now are a result of experiences that you know yeah. the things that we learn things that we observed or saw so but now when i am sort of given a choice of you know um of uh, sort of you know when i'm faced with another opinion which i feel is a better one and you know may help me grow so i just need to be open on my part to sort of change that opinion to learn a new thing 
so that is very important to acknowledge that you know we always always need to be open to change and learn so that is mm-hmm. one thing that we can do because we will not be perfect ever we will always you know um you know mess up we will <laughs> you know as human beings we will make mistakes and you know there is no uh, you know thing as perfect so yeah so that kind of relaxes me that uh, if and when i have kids Oh uh, hmm. yeah, I'm going to mess them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will in a way, uh, but I think on your part you can just be mindful about that. You know, you send them to a therapist. <laughs> oh yeah. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay, so now the issue that I see, you know, like again, mm-hmm. uh, what I believe is your beliefs. help you go through a certain phase of life right so yeah, for example yeah. if that girl had a belief that you know relationships come romance come in a way of your career mm-hmm. she may have received great academic results in her school life when mm-hmm. she was you know like again 13 14 when relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. or romance was probably not the you know most recommended thing for her let's say yeah 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 but this may not be the case when she is 23 and recently yeah. graduated when she is yeah. living alone and yeah. you know when there is a generation gap with your parents you don't have a you know like again there are certain things you cannot talk with your friend circle yeah yeah you know that you can only discuss with someone who is uh, intimately or romantically involved with you yeah yeah at that time if she is carrying on the same belief she had that mm-hmm. you know what romance is going to come up in my studies even if she comes in a relationship she is always going to deprioritize it yeah yeah uh the the question is talking to a therapist is one option how do we become yeah. more aware about what is limiting us what is not serving us anymore yeah yeah i think again um i think um just seeing you know uh, analyzing different aspects of your you know life um as i mentioned ki you know you might have your professional life you have your personal life not see them as one okay so yeah. like i personally i do try and see that you know um like i sort of try and see ki how is my personal life going or you know how is my social life going how is my professional life so i sort of treat them as separate although they are interconnected in a way or two yeah, but i yeah. see that you know like if i'm not like talking to my friends or you know if um like things like that you you know you just have to be mindful of the things that you're doing let's say okay uh, like do simple things like you know make lists like i love lists yeah. i do try and make lists of things let's say you know and, you know just by being mindful i will realize that you know this is the thing that you know i'm not doing or this is the thing that i'm not putting in efforts into or you know this is the thing which is not bringing me happiness because um you know that sense of helplessness okay that sense of frustration comes from uh, you know a lot from the fact that we don't know what's happening okay like a lot of times i've realized that you know we just we're just feeling low or we're just feeling frustrated we don't know why a lot of time that happens and that when we don't know sort of that creates more frustration so when we actually yeah. you know try and um, you know sort of um um write about it and i think lists are the like, most efficient and simplest things to do yeah. 
you know for example what am i doing in my whole routine let's say you know in a pandemic i was really you know i was working a lot but i was not sort of i was just not able to make sense out of the things that i was yeah, doing what happening <laughs> yeah i like i'm working continuously but you know i'm not you know sort of able to feel productive okay yeah. like let's yeah. i was just feeling yeah. that way for quite some time and like what i did was i just you know i just uh you know wrote about what i was doing in my whole day okay first day i did that second day i did that you know i talked to my friends about it and uh, you know so that time when i just wrote it down i realized you know how i was spending my time you know and that sort of gave me an insight ki acha i'm you know spending too much time here or i'm spending very less time here and you know i need to balance i was not talking to my friends because uh, and you know of all the things because i was too busy working and uh, so you know that sort of made me realize that you know okay i need to sort of make a rough routine for myself okay and so that i can put enough time for myself for my personal care for my social life for my professional life and set sort of time for that so that really helped me at that point of time so i'm just giving my example um in yeah. this case to sort of you know like i yeah. hope that sort of answers that question yes it does thank you for that thank you for sharing i yeah. know it must be a little tough to talk about your personal life on camera and i really appreciate yeah. you doing it yeah. <laughs> uh okay another uh, question that i have a little relevant to whatever we were all talking about uh how do you feel emotion because a lot of times what i have seen uh, even my past self doing or people around the internet doing feel mm-hmm. positive go positive and you know like it makes me kind of hate that word a really yeah, for a long time yeah. like i could yeah. not write the word positive and i cannot you know for a long yeah. time i could not speak the word positive i was like what's positive about my life i'm going really yeah. down the gutter yeah. i mean you know working on this project for it happened with me like i, I was working on this project for four years and now mm-hmm. i knew that it shut down for something that's not in my control how could i be positive yeah, in my yeah. life how could i yeah, sleep at night yeah and <laughs> for again obviously that continued i grew up and all that stuff and i saw that pattern in a lot of people you know when they either resist the idea of feeling mm. their emotions yeah yeah kind of, you know like reject and abandon them or what's a better word to use here like totally deny that there is an yeah. emotion of sadness yeah, yeah. or grief yeah. or anxiety yeah yeah or your emotions um yeah i think you know um we do have a lot of people coming and like especially adolescents who say that you know they are not feeling anything or you know they don't want to uh, you know they're not able to feel positive you know i have a lot of people you know when they say this that you know um like we are not able to feel positive we are not able to feel happy you know it's very important to understand that you know um it's okay if you're not able to feel happy it's okay if you're feeling sad okay because that is also a normal human emotion okay like uh, it would be a problem if you're not able to feel anything at all okay yeah. that would be an issue but if you're feeling sad if you're feeling angry if you're feeling scared that is an emotion okay like it's okay to feel all those things so yeah i think um, i do generally you know talk to them about different emotions and you know um like trying and labeling our emotions there ki how am i feeling at this point of time and you know if i'm feeling frustrated if i'm feeling 
um you know sad if i'm feeling angry or you know things like that so we do try and do that i think um to yeah i think it's just you know um yeah. trying and taking some time um because again i think you know when we are continuously you know just thinking 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 and you know because it gets overwhelming you know when you are thinking about things continuously in your head because i think we have this amazing amazing capability of thinking so we can you know think like at one moment we might have just one thought and the next moment we might have a thousand thoughts at the same time yeah. going on in our minds so it gets yeah. really overwhelming and you know you just forget you know how you're feeling or how you know and you're just you know sitting there and feeling frustrated again so when you again i think you know to deal with that situation you know just you need to take some time again take yeah. a few deep breaths <laughs> yeah. i think that's really helpful and you know just try and write it down or you know um, just sit and you know just think to yourself that okay like where is it coming from or where yeah. you can, know can can i like, share something yeah. around this so yeah, i sure. worked with a coach on this and she you know like gave me this kind of a procedure that i have been following i have given to my clients and Mm-hmm. it has worked quite well so what i uh, you know like recommend my clients doing is uh, emotions are kind of uh, what would you say like you cannot feel it with your senses as such, yeah as yeah, such. yeah so mm-hmm. if you close your eyes like you know just mm-hmm. take a few deep breaths and feel where is it feeling in your body so usually if you are mm-hmm. having anxiety or something it may feel you know in your chest or somewhere yeah, around that yeah. if yeah. you are having stress it may feel in your shoulders or neck you know around that but really asking where is it feeling one thing and second thing you know like what color is it feeling to you yeah. so you know it's kind of uh, and if i uh, like connect the dot it kind of makes the emotion a little uh, something that we can sense yeah 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 uh, uh, check, is there a term for this i think uh i'm not sure but i think this is a very good idea i think you know we do try i think um, i haven't really tried it myself but i have read about you know such things that we try which is yeah. again i think you know trying to sort of uh, labeling the emotion again trying to yeah. make sense out of it when we are not able to sort of understand what we are actually feeling so again you know we are sort of providing them a few choices let's say in some situations ki you know these are the type of moods that one might be feeling and yeah. how we feel in those emotions i think this is also a really nice thing i might use that <laughs> sure so uh while talking about labeling uh, also something i would want to mention that again i obviously understand that you are aware of it but somebody who is listening yeah, yeah, yeah. might not be aware so labeling something as good or bad is you know like not a really good way of labeling something or i'm feeling happy might not be the best way you your happiness could be excitement it yeah or it could be intense yeah. or yeah. you know like uh, anything so Yeah, there's a yeah. you know uh, if you go to google and search uh, types of emotions or types of happiness yeah, stuff yeah, like that yeah yeah it yeah it may help you you know again uh, yeah recognizing the emotion a little better yeah yeah yes i don't know i just got a couple of thoughts yeah <laughs> running yeah. in my mind i think i can see that circle you know the sort of types of emotions that you're talking about i can sort of mentally picture it that sort of diagram that we have <laughs> yeah yeah i think I, i don't remember whose model it is but yeah and what you mentioned you know like uh, making sense of the emotions and a really great thing that i would you know like uh, want to elaborate your point on that making yeah, sense yeah. of what is happening and not why is it happening mm. yeah Be- yeah 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 
talk to me about that <laughs> yeah i think you know um um what we usually do is na like when we are um, in a situation we try and sort of uh, you know um, when we think of why we sort of you know um, go in a process where you know we are not able to think objectively because wahan yeah. pe like i have felt ki you know the why sort of um, you know that um, sort of is very subjective thing yeah and uh, you know uh, in comparison to what like when we are talking in what senses sort of that is giving me an objective sort of uh, you know problem to work on okay yeah. when i'm um, sort of thinking in terms of why i'm not sure if that is making sense to you but uh, like no, when i think in terms of sense. yeah yeah of why i'm just you know um, the sort of key um, let's say who do i blame it on or like yeah. like why this happens with me only so you know those kind of things um you know i get into when i'm thinking in terms of why but i think uh, when i'm thinking of what is happening for example you know that sort of opens um a sort of uh, options of um, you know that sort of opens up those choices for me that you know if this is happening what is happening and what can i do about it uh, yeah. you know rather than you know why is this happening to me or like i'm not sure like if that made sense but it made a lot of sense no it, it it makes sense so yeah. uh, i'll summarize what you mentioned in my words yeah yeah uh, asking what will give you an objective thing like what is happening and yeah. you can be objective with it because if yeah. you are happy you know you are happy you are sad you yeah, know you are yeah, yeah. sad if yeah. you're crying you know you are crying yeah yeah why is it happening can have multiple layers to it yeah 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 and you at the point where you are feeling that emotion is definitely not the best person to answer why yeah 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 i think because i'm so uh, subjectively involved in that situation i yeah. may not be able to you know um make sort of uh, a valid judgment in that point of time for myself so yeah i think you know um to move forward i can definitely i would need to start with what then you know probably um next when i'm feeling a little better so yeah. then i can sort of move on to the why of it makes total sense and uh, so what i'm going to ask you this question is uh, i have talked about it a lot but i would want to hear it in your language your words uh, okay. so one thing we are saying is that we need to feel our emotions yeah second yeah. thing we are saying is do not always be sad like you know like make progress make growth mm-hmm. what is the breaking point between these two like when do i know that i'm really let's say i'm having a i had a really terrible meeting mm-hmm. i got triggered with some trauma and i'm really yeah, sad yeah. i'm you know anxious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when do i decide that you know this is the time when i consciously move on move on yeah 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 i think again um, like uh, as i said ki it's not a bad thing at all to feel sad yeah. or you know it's very very important when we are grieving or when you know we are feeling sad to give ourselves that time so i think uh, again you know um, when a certain point at a point where i feel that i am sort of ignoring my other responsibilities or i am mm. ignoring my basic hygiene for example i had a breakup and i'm just in my bed crying like of course that is something which is very personal to me and you know i might take time let's say a day or two to come out of it and it's okay to give myself that time but if let's say i'm you know just binge watching a series or let's say if i am you know i'm not eating healthy i'm not 
uh, drinking uh, enough water or things like that. So at that point of time, I need to realize at that point when you know that thing starts to happen, that is the time probably you know when I need to sort of work on it, and um, you know because then that particular uh, thing is affecting me negatively. So that would be the point, you know, when that a particular thing, rather than making you feel relieved, okay, and rather than making you feel at ease or you know, um, it starts affecting you negatively. So, yeah. Can I? I think, yeah. Can I talk about my experience around this? Because yeah. the way I, you know, like when I heard your language and terminology for this part, so mm-hmm. I re- I remember in 2016 I was going through a really terrible phase. And I, you know, like made these habits of binge watching, binge eating, locking myself up in my room and not being socializing. Mm -hmm. And it continued for four months before I took a step to, you know, like change stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the prompt for that step, you know, for that realization was when I had my first anxiety attack. And that was, you know, kind of an... uh, what's the word identity crisis like this is not who i am i have yeah, never yeah. been anxious person i'm yeah. you know like i used to be a confident person and i don't yeah. recognize this person anymore mm. and I, I guess that was my motivation to get back and you know like try and doing something yeah else. yeah mm. so i believe you know this could be a really strong prompt to move on when mm. you don't see yeah you know like you don't identify yeah. with that person anymore yeah 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 i think you know uh, having um uh, support around that time is also very important you know have um, those friends with you or family with you you know who will help you you know sort of come out of it or tell you because uh, like personally it does get very difficult you know like uh, when you are stressed when you are sort of feeling low you know your vision sort of gets narrowed at that point of time because it's normal yeah tendency of ours you know when we are feeling sad everything that we do or everything that you know uh, everything seems so sad like every song that you listen to like everything seems so sad you know you're not <laughs> able to make sense out of it and in that point of time you know uh, another uh, you know individual your close friends or a loved one they might tell you that you know see of course at the end of the day i will make uh, the efforts i will have to do that but again i think a loved one may you know help um tell me that you know um, this is not you or you know you've been sort of confront the things with yeah. me so that is so also very important to have a when, life to have when i see myself mm-hmm. i usually do not appreciate anyone coming my way when i'm sad like you know yeah, like again yeah. uh, when uh, so i remember you know when we had a, a sessions last year so when mm-hmm. i was you know being triggered or when i recognized some past trauma and stuff I would probably want to be left alone with my food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's okay. I think that's very a subjective way of, uh, you know, because again, I think when we talk, every individual has a different sort of, you know, um, way of healing or process. So it's okay. I think if uh, one feels that, you know, they will be able to sort of take their time and come out of that, that's okay. That's totally fine. Um, And if, you know, someone um, needs someone else, uh, to sort of support them in that time that's also okay i think you know that's um yeah, yeah. Uh, th- i guess that comes from gretchen rubin's uh, book the happiness mm-hmm. project i guess that's the name of the book so she mentions four tendencies based on mm-hmm. 
एक्सपेक्टेशंस इंटरनल एंड एक्सटर्नल एक्सपेक्टेशंस तो आई फॉर अ लॉन्ग टाइम आई हैव रिकॉग्नाइज्ड आइडेंटिफाइड विद रिबेल टेंडेंसी सो आई रेजिस्ट एक्सटर्नल एंड इंटरनल एक्सपेक्टेशंस सो इफ समबडी इज स्टैंडिंग देयर आस्किंग मी टू गेट अप आई प्रोबेब्ली यू नो लाइक रियली बैड अबाउट इट but yeah. there are some people who really enjoy accountability so if you are yeah. standing there and asking them to get up they'll get up like this mm-hmm. and yeah. i believe this all this you know what you what we discussed has a lot to do with your personal tendency like you know how yeah 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 do you respond with external and internal expectations yeah 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 and anyway i gave a disclaimer to you before this uh, interview that i'm going to ask you a couple of personal questions as well that yeah, yeah. has to do a lot with me because i wanted a free therapy session <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway so uh moving on uh, i may have another question give me one second yeah okay so uh, we discussed a lot about how being mindful is the answer to you know a lot of issues or the yeah, yeah. step to a lot of issues let's say mm-hmm. the first step to resolving a lot of issues yeah 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 uh, and i believe the times we are living in with zoom instagram whatsapp yeah. gmail netflix it's super tough you know like not super tough mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. right what is like it's really tough to get out of that flow yeah 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 flow of screens yeah where should someone start what would be the first step yeah i think you know there's i'm not sure if there's a particular point uh, to start this um but yeah i think you know whenever you realize that you know um that you are again being consumed by you know a particular area of yeah. your life or particular screen of your you know laptop or phone so i think it's very important i think uh, you know i'm not sure if you watched the like uh, there was this documentary who which was uh, on social media oh I yeah think, the social dilemma yeah yeah i think that one and i, I think they it. also yeah i think it's a good one so i think majorly like, um, in basic terms they also talk they just talked about you know uh, being mindful about you know your choices that you make of course because the social media has been designed that way to keep you engaged you know the sort of content that you will you know search you will be sort of uh, provided with the similar suggestions which might you know again that happens with you know when you start looking at say animal videos and you know and you're just okay yeah. and oh, that yeah. happens <laughs> yeah so yeah i think you know um, when i am sort of you know really mindful of what is going on like again i think you know very basic thing that you know what i try and do is i think i'm not sure you know what other people do is again i sort of you know um just try and track my progress you know the basic routine that i have for myself that you know okay i sort of spend this much time here and you know now i need to sort of um move my body to you know yeah so yeah so i think just tracking your actions tracking your routine in general you know is very very helpful in realizing you know where you need to put in more attention where you need to sort of when you feel you know very of course when you will be sort of you know shuffling from uh, one platform to another when you're of course you will feel some kind of stress you will feel some kind of frustration there because you know you're not able to give yourself the time and 
when you are not able to do all that that will affect your sort of you know of course uh, you're watching even you're watching netflix you will be stressed and you will realize yeah. like, why am i not able to enjoy it you know as much i as much as i used to do it previously so you know when that realization happens at that point of time you just have to sort you know take a break and just uh, take a step back and see that you know like where is the issue coming from and then again start from the list Yeah. yeah that's just my personal way of doing thing i do not suggest that people or, should only make lists yeah so maybe not list but i have seen most of the people recommending this even myself that you know like yeah. get your words from here onto paper yeah yeah because that i need that objective thing in front of me you know i need that evidence for you know what am i doing where am i going and you know yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know that's one approach that you're mentioning that I need to see things objectively. Mm-hmm. What I usually tell my clients is, your brain is a constant idea factory or yeah, thought factory, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. you know like overpopulating thoughts every yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even to think a normal thing, you have yeah. to clear it out. Meditation helps in it. Yeah, but yeah, then again, yeah. the first, very first step is you know like just take a paper, like write down whatever is on your mind. Yeah. Maybe it. Tear it down and throw it away, but write it down. Like it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. if you read it again. But yeah, what matters yeah. is your brain is clear for some time. Yeah, yeah, because that will definitely give you a mental clarity that will help you organize your thoughts. That will sort of you know, um, you know, help you express yourself. And then you have that sort of objective thing in front of you again. That will sort of give you a sense of control that you know this is happening. and you yeah. know and by the time because i also write when you know um you know i do do try and write every day about you know how i've been feeling or whatever happens and even when i'm feeling stressed or you know um, for whatever reasons you know so, i usually i have observed this you know when i'm writing of course i start as you know that this is not right or this should not be like this or you know <laughs> what i'm feeling or you know yeah. if i'm angry. by the time you know i reach the end of the page i'm like this does not make sense that you know like yeah. it's okay i think this happens you know like i have observed this that like when you reach the end of the page like usually you do come up with solutions by yourself only and that yeah. has happened like with me a lot of times ki you know you start out with ranting and by the end of it you're like okay it's like that that happens it's okay and uh, you know uh, for me my personal uh, activity has been writing on social media yeah yeah and i've been writing online for like more than 6 years now mm-hmm. so now writing has been kind of therapeutic for me yeah online uh i share a lot of personal stuff online like i mm-hmm. share a lot of my failures in my personal life in my professional life in my relationship mm-hmm. and i see myself writing a lot of things that i wouldn't have even otherwise thought about yeah so for example uh like a week ago i wrote about uh you know so the lines were that i have had hookups and one night stands and different short term and long term relationships and yeah. you know the there was this whole post and i revisited it like 3 days ago and i noticed how much shame i was putting myself on that i went through all that or yeah. i went through but what i did you know when yeah. i was yeah. in that phase and i don't believe that would have happened if i hadn't written it down in the first place yeah exactly yeah and i'm not getting a lot of time it happens like in flow something would 
pop up in my keyboard and it made me stop oh i didn't realize yeah, yeah. you know like i'm feeling this way or i'm realizing yeah, it's like i'm yeah. doing this thing yeah and so i i have i usually do this you know like give this suggestion like no matter you are a writer or a not, not a writer yeah, no matter yeah. if you don't even understand even one language yeah, completely yeah. yeah maybe it's not about others just you know yeah. like write for yourself like yeah, write yeah, what's yeah. happening yeah interesting yeah. discovery <laughs> yeah yeah uh, what's something you have seen most of people doing wrong these days wrong as in that is serving them in a negative way i'm not sure like i think there might be a lot of things like um i can just remember like um like if one or two things i had to say sure. probably i think um over expecting from themselves mm. i think that is one thing which i have realized recently you know when let's say uh, because there's a lot of um, uh, there are a lot of people uh, you know younger um, population coming in because uh, exams are coming and things like that yeah so they like keep you want to read it's you know 8 hours a day like make it happen it's like you know you cannot sit for eight hours straight and you know there are a lot of parents who come and they're like ki uh, we want our kids to you know sit for 10 hours or 5 hours straight so they can score good marks they like and parents use this thing now where they say ki yeah we have a really good child and you know and he can sort of study um, but he's not he sitting for knows. 5 hours Yeah, yeah, he knows a lot of things. He can do, yeah. but he's not doing it. He's doing, he's not doing it. And you know, it's very difficult to tell them that like every student, every child has his own way of learning. Probably, you know, someone might just spend one hour, uh, you know, going through something and you know, uh, internalize it, and another uh, child might take five hours to do the same. So we all have a different sort of ways of doing things, and but people sort of you know they just see the productivity in terms of hours, how much hours we are putting yeah. in. If we are just sitting for eight hours, you know, and like that only then we are sort of working hard or like if I'm just, because you know otherwise like I'm not a hardworking individual at all because you know how <laughs> I used to study for exams. You know when I have people coming, they in asking you know how can we sit for like eight hours a day for studying, and I'm like. um okay let me get back to you about that <laughs> i don't know the answer to it but yeah guilty as charged been yeah. through the same thing yeah yeah so i think the over expectation part is something which uh, we've been sort of you know because we um sort of even with whatever issues let's say uh, we were talking about the masturbation issues etc um, also you know how we expect ki are we should just stop doing it yeah that's not possible you know practically we will have to like even if you don't want to do it we will have to you know set that process where we uh, decrease the intensity um yeah. slowly okay like it it's not possible to just end it like you probably need very very high sort of you know a level of determination and brain chemistry but you know um, it's not possible to just you know end things just um, rather uh, better to just tone it down and then stop whatever habits that you know you are sort of you know working on and uh, yeah i think that is one thing over expecting from ourselves which we are sort of doing wrong yeah um other than that um i'm not sure i think i cannot really think of anything else for now um sure. but yeah i think this is one thing okay so one question i missed about you know the masturbation issue is it okay if i ask you yeah, right yeah, now yeah sure. Yeah. So, uh, 
a lot of people specifically men mm-hmm. talk about not doing it in terms mm-hmm. of energy conservation one thing and second mm-hmm. thing again you know building up that self esteem and self control mm-hmm. the negative part to that is people who cannot do it feel really negative about their self esteem mm. uh what are your views on that part uh, like who are not able to do it as in like uh... so i'll so you know there is uh, okay there is one no fab challenge in um, november i guess Yeah, have you dealt it with anyone in in that zone who came up um, with this philosophy? Um not really. I think I have been sort of talked with someone who was not able to do it and then feel shame okay. about, like about it. Yeah. But um yeah, I think it can definitely be there, you know, it's quite um uh, understandable uh, because again, uh, the thing is uh, the sort of expectations I think that we yeah. have from ourselves that you know uh, how we associate um yes. a particular activity with uh, you know ourselves a particular emotion yeah yeah so you know if i'm not able to do this then i'm not competent enough yeah. and you know how we associate these two things but um, again i think uh, you know we really need to sort of uh, i think the thing that we talked earlier also na with autism wala ki you know it's just a part of you okay that yeah. uh, you know if you want to work on you can do it but like what we try and sort of you know um what we do wrong there is i think wrong be i think just you know um where we sort of being um, too rigid with one or the other philosophy like not being open to the you know exploring other opportunities would that yeah. be also a case um yeah yeah i think um okay makes sense yeah yeah i think we can definitely you know um in such situations we can you know just try and again i think because these are very subjective things you know oh, um, yes. like yeah. why am okay. i doing this why am i not doing this there may be a lot of reasons for it can be personal reason it can be the social stigma or the sort of attitudes or beliefs related to that so there are a lot of things uh, which are associated with that so yeah so for people who don't know what depression is or what mm-hmm. anxiety is Uh, mm-hmm. can you like take a min- moment and uh, like talk about that yeah yeah um i think um when you know let's say uh, there are a few things uh, for example you are not um, you know able to sort of feel that you are worthy enough these are sort of typical things so it may yeah. not be particular these things but you know let's say i feel very hopeless about uh, you know things which um, might happen in my future um yeah. i feel very unworthy of things okay i feel um negatively about myself you know i'm i don't uh, that is there um, i think you know nobody is there for me i'm just given example yeah, um, yeah. i'm not able to sort of uh, like either i'm eating too much or i'm eating too less i am sleeping too much or st- sleeping very less um you know or i'm just feeling very fatigued i'm not sort of able to uh, you know gather the energy to do something or 
things like that so i think these may be a few things which uh, may help you sort of you know see uh, if you are you know having that depressive tendency or not or like again um suicidal ideation is there you know which is yeah. um, like if i'm having such thoughts of you know harming myself or uh, you know um so i think that could be one thing um i think and i have observed this i'm not sure if this is a legit thing but this is what i sure. i have experienced uh you know people who sort of you know um dwell in the past or you know um, yeah. like who like people who've come to me with depressive tendencies i observed that they were sort of stuck in the past okay okay ki um you know this should have happened or this should not have happened or how their life had turned out or things like that so they were more into the past whereas the people who came to me with anxious tendencies had um more um you know concerns about future future yeah you know ki um you know um how will this turn out what if i'm not able to do this what if you know uh, like i'm not sure again i think i'm just sharing my observation yeah yeah so um yeah when uh, you know people were more concerned with what might happen in the future so because that's unknown that we don't know what will happen or what will not happen so yeah. that sort of you know um um i sort of observed that you know that was more related to being anxious um, and again when you know um, anxiety is related to a lot of physiological changes you know when yeah. you're feeling anxious your heartbeat uh, increases uh, you know you feel breathless you, you and start sweating yeah, yeah. so uh, it's not necessary that every time that that may happen oh, when yeah. you're feeling anxious but definitely these are some of the common things that you know one might experience a lot of you know rapid thoughts and along with the sort of you know um physiological changes so yeah. that is there when you are sort of feeling anxious so yeah thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. uh, uh did you realize it's been almost 2 hours i guess yeah i did not realize that <laughs> <laughs> so i i yeah. guess this has been really useful for me personally and i believe okay. whoever is going to watch this interview is going, going to get a lot okay. of value education and kind yeah. of relatability as well because we yeah. share a lot of personal stuff yeah and i just want to take one moment to appreciate you doing this <laughs> yeah thank you so much for coming out and you know like coming out of your comfort zone doing yeah. what you would otherwise wouldn't have done yeah thank you so much it's okay i think um it was a good experience for me as well i think i haven't really talked this much like out of my sessions otherwise i think <laughs> those two also last us you know around an hour or yeah. so but i think yeah, yeah i think yeah so this was so nice. thank you so much and let's hope we see each other together again really soon yeah uh, yeah okay bye bye